0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 28th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we have a look at Scotland's new First Minister, Humza Youssef. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we take a look at Google's new AI, Bard. But first, who is Humza Youssef? Nearly a month and a half after Nicola Sturgeon resigned, Scotland's ruling Scottish National Party has a new leader, 37-year-old Humza Youssef. Youssef won in the second round of counting, with 52.1% of the vote to Kate Forbes's 47.9%, a much, much closer margin than many had been expecting. Ash Regan, the other contender, received just 11.1% of the votes in the first round of counting and so was eliminated with her votes redistributed according to second preferences. Hamza Youssef has had a long stint in government already. Having been first elected to the Scottish Parliament as a regional MSP for Glasgow back in 2011, he quickly rose through the ranks of the SNP and the Scottish Government, becoming Minister for Europe and International Development in 2012, before being promoted to Transport Minister in 2016, Justice Secretary in 2018 and then Health Secretary, a position he's held since 2021. His time in these positions is not without controversy, with one Labour MP going as far as to call him the Chris Grayling of Scottish politics. In the words of Politico, a former Westminster cabinet minister who got a reputation for ruining whatever he touched. Youssef is seen by many as the continuity candidate, having been a very close ally of Nicola Sturgeon and having garnered the public support of the Deputy First Minister, John Swinney, and the SNP's Westminster leader, Stephen Flynn. Youssef was the only candidate to have doubled down on the Scottish Government's Gender Recognition Reform Bill, with Kate Forbes stating that she would not have voted for it and that gender reform was not a priority. Ash Regan ultimately resigned as a minister back in October 2022 in a protest against the bill. His victory means that, for the first time ever, the Prime Minister, First Minister of Scotland and Mayor of London are all men of British-Asian descent, with all three coming from different political parties. At time of writing, Youssef is yet to have been formally made Scotland's First Minister, given the requirement to have a so-called investiture vote before he can assume the office. This is, however, widely considered to be a formality, with the SNP and their coalition partners, the Scottish Greens, almost certain to support Youssef in the vote. Youssef, regardless, seems to be hitting the ground running. After being announced as the new leader, he, once again, asked the government to issue a Section 30 order in order to secure a second independence referendum, something ultimately denied by the UK government. Only time will tell whether Youssef will be able to unite the otherwise divided party he inherited. Okay, so that's our main story for today. But there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. (music) Tensions in Israel have been somewhat calmed momentarily after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu announced that he would pause his plans to overhaul the judicial system. The planned changes, which would see the government handed greater power and the Supreme Court significantly weakened, have sparked mass protests in Israel and international condemnation. Netanyahu's announcement came after an unprecedented nationwide strike and protests on Monday that broke out after the country's defence minister was fired for questioning the changes. But Netanyahu's announcement did not amount to a full climb-down. He said he was pausing the overhaul for about a month to allow dialogue and avoid a civil war. Not quite the full scrapping that protesters have been demanding, meaning the battle is far from over. Far-right Security Minister Itmar Ben-Gavir, who had been opposed to suspending the overhaul plans, says he agreed to the suspension after Netanyahu agreed on the formation of a civil national guard that would be placed under Ben-Gavir's control. There's more on the way but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. At least 39 people are believed to have died in a fire at a migration centre on the US-Mexico border, according to reports. The centre in the Mexican city of Juarez is run by Mexico's National Migration Institute and is thought to have been holding around 70 people when the fire broke out. At time of writing, authorities have not released any information on the cause of the fire or any details about the victims. A rescuer who spoke to the press anonymously said most of the migrants at the centre were Venezuelans. Photos show firefighters, soldiers and paramedics helping the injured to safety and a number of people wrapped in foil blankets. Separately today, we talk about Finland's NATO bid. In another major step forward, the Hungarian Parliament, on Monday, ratified Finland's NATO membership bid. In total, the vote was won, with 182 voting in favour and two voting against. The only obstacle that stands in the way now is Turkey. It's expected that their parliament will soon approve the membership bid, and as such, Finland will soon be a fully-fledged member of NATO. Hungarian approval comes following a lot of U-turns and backtracks by Viktor Orban, the Hungarian Prime Minister. Originally, Hungary signalled their approval for Finland's NATO bid, but swiftly this changed, with Orban arguing that he had issues with Finland's criticisms of Hungarian democracy. Nonetheless, it seems like he's had a change of heart. While Finland could very realistically soon be part of the group, Sweden's NATO membership bid is still facing difficulties, with Turkey still holding out. In the final story today, we discuss water on the moon. It's been reported that tiny glass beads have been discovered, which could potentially hold, in total, billions of tonnes of water. The beads, which measure less than a millimetre across, are likely from when meteoroids slammed into the Moon and created a shower of molten droplets. Once they landed on the Moon, they likely solidified. This is one of the most significant findings on the Moon for a long time, and will assist space agencies who are looking at returning to the Moon in the next few years. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of Google Bard, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube.